Welcome to Eat, Capture, Share, the podcast for food bloggers and food photographers who want to earn an income doing what they love. My name is Kimberly. I'm your host. Episode 103. Welcome back, everybody, to the Eat, Capture, Share podcast. My name is Kimberly Espinel. I'm a food photographer, food photography teacher. I'm the author of the Amazon bestselling book, Creative Food Photography, and a creative business mentor for food photographers and food bloggers just like you. And today I wanted to share a little bit more about what it takes to make something you launch, a product, a book, a what have you successful. I'm going to use my book as an example, just so I don't have to say product services book, but really I want you to bear in mind that what I'm sharing here applies to anything, including also a service. So I wanted to share this episode specifically because it's almost two years ago that I launched and published my book, Creative Food Photography. And so there's so much that I learned during the launch of that product, but also, you know, now with hindsight and the knowledge of two years post that launch, you know, what it really takes to continue to sell the book. And I suppose it's come to the fore for me because we've just gone into the third print run of the book, which, you know, after a very, very <laughs> difficult writing process and, you know, all the rejections that came along with it that led to me self-publishing it, you know, I've, I'm really proud of the fact that we're in the third print run. And definitely there are certain things that I did and also mistakes that I made that I wanted to share with you in case you're thinking about publishing a book, in case you're thinking about launching an online course or one-to-one services or what have you. I hope it's helpful. Now, just one more thing before I share the five, six things with you. I shared this on Instagram stories and everybody found it helpful, but I wasn't really able to elaborate. You know, so if you saw this in Instagram stories, like, oh, I already know this, do bear with me because I really wanted to dig a little bit deeper which I couldn't do on stories. Right, let me get stuck in. To make things a little bit easier, the way I look at launching something or creating something, it really consists of different stages, kind of five to six different stages. And the very first one is coming up with the idea, like coming up with something that excites you, you know, that's different, that gets your creative juices flowing. You know, that's really the creation phase. And that for many of us, like having an idea, we're creatives, like that's what we do. That's our comfort zone. That's what we love. And the thing that really helps make anything that you sell, launch, produce, whatever successful is it's helpful if that idea, that thing that you want to create is unique. So it doesn't mean, in my case, for example, there were books on food photography already on the market and subsequently more came along. So it doesn't have to be like this unicorn, this thing that has never been done before. The same if you're launching a food photography service, like of course there are others, but there has to be something about what you're offering that is got a special something, something, right? Like either the way that you shoot is that little bit sexier or the way that you write is a little bit more emotive or what have you, right? Like there's got to be like a unique twist to it because if it doesn't have that, if your idea doesn't have that unique twist, that unique perspective, that unique thing, it's very hard to make it a success and to allow it to stand out. 
And I think this is like the dream phase. This is probably the nicest part of anything that we do is this dreaming, this hoping, this visualizing, this coming up with stuff like it's in our bones, it's in our blood. It's what we love. And then the next phase really that is key to making something that you create, something that you sell a success is you got to do a little bit of research. So in the case of books, for example, you got to see what are the competitors if you're launching a food photography service, like what else is out there? Like, is this idea, this product, this course, this book, is this viable? Is there a market for it? Have other people done this before? Like, can I make it work? And in the case of writing a book, like the research is super fun. Like you get to kind of read other books and see what's out there and spend hours in libraries and really fancy bookstores and It was the best part. Like it is super, super fun. So that for me is like where so many of us, like, I don't know if you're like me, but I have like 275 different ideas of things that I want to sell and create and produce and launch. And, you know, like that's where we're really in our element. Now, one is, as I said, the idea, and then two is the research. Now we move out of that creative phase to move into phase two. And phase two for me consists of two steps. So the very first one is believing enough in yourself and your idea. And after that euphoria of thinking of the book or thinking of your course or whatever it is that you were dreaming about, now you're heading into this second phase, which is where doubt starts to set in and all that kind of stuff, right? So a lot of, I would say like there's so many books that, have never been, I always use the term born, sorry, but like books that have never been born, that they're there, they're in someone's heart, they're in someone's mind, courses as well, like lots of incredible things that never see the light of day because the creatives behind it don't believe enough in themselves. They don't believe enough in their idea. And you know, this point is where I would say like 80% of people stall. Like it, it it stops them in their tracks. It's already been done. Someone's just done it better. It's not going to work. I don't have what it takes. Whatever it is that you're telling yourself, right? Like that is where that happens, that kind of second phase. So having the idea is amazing. And then if you can pass that first hurdle in the second part, believing enough in yourself, you're already 80% ahead of everybody else. Like that already is like a huge, incredible win. And in the context of writing the book, what I would like to say is when you write a book, and I mean, there's 101 different reasons why you'd want to go with a publisher. Also 101 different reasons why you wouldn't, but that's a whole different story. But my point is, a lot of the times we want to get a publisher to say yes, because we ourselves aren't 100% sure of our idea. And we're looking for that external validation that we want to seek from a publisher. And so that pulls a portion of us over that hurdle of, is this good enough? Am I good enough? And I didn't have that. Self-published authors don't have that. If you're launching an online course, you don't have validation from anyone or, you know, when you come up with the idea and decide to go for it, no one is validating that. Like you need to have enough strength in yourself to believe that what you dreamt of 
is big enough and bold enough and beautiful enough to exist out in the world. And now in retrospect, I can see that the fact that publishers rejected me and I still went and published creative food photography, that part of the process was a complete game changer because it meant that I had to trust in myself and my ability to make this a success a hundred percent. Like I needed to bet on myself. And the fact that I did, that switched and changed everything for me. So if you're in a position where a publisher hasn't said yes, or you're thinking about, you know, launching something or creating something or what have you, the fact that you're going ahead and doing it, that is an incredible moment. Like I want you to cherish that. Like I know some of you have launched digital online magazines and this, like the fact that you trusted yourself enough to make it work, that is huge. In the second phase, there's another really big hurdle and that is to take an idea and actually bring it to life, actually create it. Like we can dream and hope and wish and visualize till the cows come home, but it takes a certain type of person to then actually sit their butt down and make it happen. And especially in book writing, y'all, like I can tell you, I love to write. Like writing is my happy place. But (laughs) writing the book, dang, like it is intense. It is really intense. It's hard. It's humbling. And the same with an online course, like creating the foundation course, you know, it's hours, (laughs) hours of work that it takes. So again, like if you have creatives in your life who have written a book, who have launched an online course, a one-to-one service, a what have you, like please like applaud them, support them. It is a big thing. And again, this is another hurdle where so many things reach a kind of dead end moment because it's, you know, starting something is amazing. Actually pulling it through is a whole other thing. And so I'd love to leave those of you who are thinking about writing a book specifically with a kind of top tip. I think what really helped me is the fact that I've been writing a blog intermittently, it's got to be said, but I've been writing a blog really now almost for nine years. I write a weekly newsletter come hell or high water. That newsletter is in people's inboxes and that trains your writing muscle. So if you're thinking about writing a book specifically, then really see if you can start training your writing muscle. It could also be just really gorgeous Instagram captions, you know, weekly captions that you really think about. And I just think there's something about just pen to paper or, you know, finger to keyboard that really allows you to prepare for the big project of writing an online course, writing a book and so on. So we're through phase two, we've made it through. And with that, and especially in book writing, that means you're part of like the 2% of the population, or I think it's even less 1% of the population. You created the darn thing. It's out there. It's like an actual thing. And now you get to launch it. Like if like me, you've spent like a whole year writing, iterating, dreaming, thinking, now you finally get to launch the book, the e-course, bring your service to light, your, you know, preset pack, whatever it is. Like you spent this whole entire time, especially if you've done it yourself, not with a publisher, working on this project all by yourself. And now 
you get to share it with the world. You get to share it with your audience. And, you know, the launch of something, the excitement, the trepidation, like all that is honestly like the best part. It's like the best part. It's like it's your birthday. It's like all eyes are on you. Like everybody's retweeting it and resharing it and writing it about it. <laughs> like it's just amazing. It's just amazing. My launch was a little bit tricky. We're not going to go into it because it was lockdown and Brexit <laughs> and it, like it was a big drama, but still, still the day as if it were yesterday, I can just see the book landing on people's doorsteps and like people resharing it. And like just that, like to think that whatever 18 months of hard work was had come to that and the book was with people and bringing them joy and making them smile and making them cry. Like honestly, there's no better feeling. There's no better feeling. And for me also, there was something really magical that happened specifically with the book. I haven't felt that with anything else I've created. Maybe fearless focus mastermind, I'm not sure, but there's something about the book where I just felt really held by my community. Like I really felt like you all showed up for me. And I just like the bond that I felt with everybody there. It was really amazing. Like I really felt a super close connection to the people who supported me in the book and enjoyed it and left a review like, wow, like all those things. I was like, okay, this community is not just like it's real. These are people who care about me. And like, it's just magical. Like the launch is the best part. So what's the next phase? The next phase is, it was really interesting with online courses. I've seen this with obviously my book. I've seen this. I've seen this too with the digital products that you sell more during a launch phase than at any other time in the history of your book traditionally, right? Like any other time is never as much as what you sell in that launch phase. So hey, it does mean that it's really important you make the most of that launch phase and sell as much as possible. We sold, the launch was like we sold like 2000 copies like in four weeks or something, which is insane which is, you know, really insane for a self-published author and amazing. And it took us another, about a year to sell another 2,000 copies. So it's a really important time, a really important moment to sell your thing. But that said, I would actually dare say that a lot of people, what they do is they put all their energy into the launch and then they're like, okay, my work is done. That is it. When actually once the launch is over, you still need to show up for your product. You still need to show up for the ebook that you created. You still need to show up for the online course you created. You still need to show up for the one-to-one classes that you, you know, that you created that beautiful lesson plan for. You still need to show up for yourself. And you still need to believe in yourself and you still need to sell a market. And I think as creatives, I've talked about this on the podcast before, we find selling and marketing really hard, icky or weird, or I don't know, like all sorts of things, right? Like I know you know what I'm talking about. When in actual fact, this is something that you've created with love and that if you believe in your product, like this can bring joy to people. And 
I think where so many authors, especially, but also so many course creators let themselves down is that once that launch is over, they're like, okay, I've, I'm running on empty. I've burned myself out. Or can I really keep talking about the book without people unfollowing me and saying that I'm too salesy or whatever other thoughts, imposter syndrome stuff is going through your head? Like, I'll be honest, like once the launch was over, yes, I was exhausted. Yes, I, it felt super tedious to keep talking about it and so unsexy to go on and on about creative food photography. Did you know about creative food photography? By the way, <laughs> like it is like you do get tired of your own voice. But self-promotion is part and parcel of launching something and it is essential for making it a success. Like you don't want to have a big crash and burn, right? With a launch and then let it fizzle out. Like you need to continue to put energy behind something. And I I would say that once the buzz of the launch dies down, it is so hard to keep going. And it is especially hard if your launch didn't go the way you wanted to, you didn't sell. But there are ample examples, and my book is one of them, where actually, if you do persist, if you do continue to mention and promote and all the things that you can sell more of the thing post-launch than you did during the launch. Like that happened with creative food photography. And I think the the point here is really, it's a different way of looking at marketing and selling is you need to find new and exciting and creative ways of keeping your product, your service, your what have you front and center. So that's where, again, your creativity will come into play. So when I talked about this on Instagram stories, what I mentioned was the idea of legacy. So I think especially with books. I think books are a beautiful example to talk about that. There is a a launch of a book, like how many books have launched and they launch with lots of fanfare and there's all this excitement. And then a month later, two months later, we never hear about the book again. Like it vanishes. But then there's certain books that just are timeless, that just keep selling and they keep stirring emotions in people and they keep making people laugh and you know they're just continue on forevermore and really that is my hope for creative food photography that it will live forevermore i think i did get to a point where i was just like i'm sick of talking about the book and let's be honest like i was in complete launch fatigue and i was i took the the foot off the gas pedal like i did i let i let the book slip i let it slide The only salvation point, as it were, is the fact that by the time I did that, the book had some legs of its own, meaning that even without me promoting it, mentioning it, yada, 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 it was still selling really quite nicely on its own. And it's like a tipping point. You need to sell a certain amount of books or also like thinking about this in terms of a course launch. You need to have a certain amount of students before word of mouth starts setting in. And word of mouth, especially with books, but even with courses, is incredibly powerful. I dare say more powerful even than, you know, you promoting it. So my defense, (laughs) I let my baby go when baby could walk, when baby was a toddler, okay? But honestly, I do wonder sometimes, like, what would my sales figures be if I'd just pushed a little longer? 
who knows? It wasn't meant to be and it is what it is. But I do think that was a, a little bit of a mistake that I didn't pace myself better and that I just you know, burned out, I would say. Now coming into the third print run, that really was like, hey, I had enough distance from the launch and actually the trauma that was launching the book, let's be real, was very traumatic, very difficult. I had enough distance from it and also I had, yeah, just re- regained my strength, so to say. And this third print run just gave me that, that oomph, that kind of like, no, I need to, I need to keep promoting my baby. <laughs> and, you know, just made a whole list of different ways I can talk about the book that, it, you know, aren't exhausting and aren't boring for you. And this episode is, you know, one way to do that. <laughs> but because I want this book to live on, to live on beyond what I, you know, envisaged it to be initially. And so, you know, the same for you, if you're creating a beautiful online magazine or you have presets that you know can be game changers, like what can you do to keep promoting it, to keep having that be out in the world? And what a lot of people do is they move on to the next thing okay, I did this, it went went okay, now I'm going to move on to the next thing. Rather than allowing the thing they created to like really give it their all so that it reaches what it needs to reach, what it needs to achieve. And I found, I'd listened to, I'll try and link to it. So I met someone called Pat Flynn at a mastermind in San Diego in October 2022. And he really helped me a lot. He doesn't know this, but he helped me a lot during the book writing process. He had some incredible episodes. I'll see if I can link to one particularly, which was with Hal Elrod, who wrote The Miracle Morning, which is the book that sold millions, which most books don't sell more than 250 copies. <laughs> and a bestseller, you know, really, really successful book sells 30, 40,000. Like that is amazing. So a million copies is just insane. I think it's like one of the most sold books ever in the world, like ever. Anyways, uh, he was talking about his launch was a little bit of a disaster, but then he just kept talking about it and he, he gave the book like two or three years, like he just kept promoting it and little by little by little it gained momentum and you know now it is what it is. And I've heard a couple of other authors who've had incredibly successful books talk about that, like how to not move on to the next thing or you can, but really still give all your heart, all your focus, even if the launching go well to the book because it deserves it and you need to give it space to thrive, to be, to grow. And I think also it allows you to grow as a marketer, you know, like I, I think all of these are amazing lessons. All of these are amazing lessons. The same for me with the foundation course, like we had a launch and we're going to launch again in January, but you know, what do I do between the launch in June and the launch in January when I love my foundation course? I know it's transformative. Like how can I still talk about it without exhausting people. Right. My mouth is dry. I know that is a clear, clear sign that I have spoken enough. <laughs> but I so, so hope that if there's a book inside you or an online course inside you, or you've had the desire to finally, finally get your food photography business, that service off the ground, that someday turns into one day. That maybe that one day is 
January 2023, as I'm recording this in November 2022. Like that, it's just around the corner that you've put a kind of pin in your calendar for when that thing is actually going to come to life. And I hope there's something here that helps you that really ignites that flame in your belly and that allows you to create. So good luck. So on that note, if you are still looking for festive gifts and you don't have a copy yet of Creative Food Photography, then please do check it out. You can find it on Amazon and Book Depository if you do not live in the UK. If you do, then do check out my shop on my website. I will link to it in the show notes where you can order a signed copy. And I think by the time this comes out, you should also be able to find the book in Waterstones and a couple of independent stores across the UK. So be sure to check that out. Right. Apart from that, everything and anything I mentioned today, including Pat Flynn and that incredible podcast episode I mentioned and other bits and pieces can be found in the show notes. So be sure to head there and everything will be linked through as per usual. I think that's it. (laughs) So again, want to wish you lots of success with your launch, whatever that looks like, whatever that may be for. And I will be back in about a week or two with, I think, the final episode for 2022. So yeah, can't wait to connect with you then. Before I leave you, I wanted to say thank you so, so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I also wanted to let you know that this podcast was brought to you by my Eat, Capture, Share newsletter community, and I'd love for you to join. I will pop the details on how you can join my creative community in the show notes, so do go and check it out. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, it means so much if you can rate, review, and subscribe. All those things will help the podcast to grow and to reach the right audience. And yeah, you'd kind of make my day. All right. See you soon. Take care.